0: As early as kindergarten, Alicia Stockman knew she had to be a singer, but it took her 15 years before she really pursued it. Dabbling in angsty songwriting in her college years, she then formed Bonanza Town and paid her dues on the rock and roll cover circuit. Encouraged by fellow Utah musician Elizabeth Harza, Alicia enrolled in the Rocky Mountain Song School in Lyons, Colorado, and quickly decided to pursue a career as a singer-songwriter. She connects with her audience through memories, experiences, and stories. Her songs are intimate moments meant to draw listeners in and leave them hanging on every word. Simple but to the point, strong rhythm guitar, creative yet tasteful phrasing, and soulful sweet vocals bring the experience full circle. Alicia's songs have been recognized at the Tucson Folk Festival, the Songwriter Serenade in Moravia, Texas, the Wildflower Arts and Music Festival, and the Utah Arts Festival. She is influenced by the likes of Patty Griffin, the Indigo Girls, and Susan Tedeschi, all strong female vocalists and songwriters. She takes inspiration from stories, places, and memories to craft songs that draw listeners into an emotional journey. These are songs about moments that seem fleeting at the time but that turn out to be major turning points in our lives. These are small moments that represent so much more.
1: I see you in the self-checkout line With your basket of groceries for
0: one Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a song in one week based on a random prompt, and sit down to talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm your host, David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Alicia Stock. Welcome to the show, Alicia.
2: Hi, thanks Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you bet, you bet. Um, so, I, I'm not sure if you're doing, is it on a monthly schedule at this point, but you, you do... Um, these uh, uh, happy hours uh, uh, frequently online. One of my one of my very favorite guests that you have is your dad. You know your dad's got a very quirky sense of humor, and uh, and he's just a really charming fella. And I'm just curious, you know how how has he influenced your uh, well since this show's about songwriting? How is how has he influenced your songwriting or, or your musical uh, pursuits?
2: Well, I don't know where to start with this. <laughs> he has definitely. We've always had. I don't know. He So he's very quirky. He's got a great personality um, that stands out. Uh, so when I was young, he was a radio DJ on our local radio station. Oh. And so he brought to the table a an eclectic mix of music. Um, he's a big like talking Heads fan, Frank Zappa. Um, he's kind of off the beaten path when it came to like, you know, in the seventies, everybody was on the Led Zeppelin train and he like really liked Led Zeppelin, but he was super like Frank Zappa, which is like a little different uh pursuit so we always had music going in the house and it was you know so i think i had a nice well-rounded selection of non-mainstream or like maybe not the most mainstream music being played in the home growing up um and that was nice he's a big right now he's a big like gorillas fan he loves gorillas and um mm. what's the is it tiny dragon no, it's a dragon anyway i don't i don't i can't quote it but um but then the other thing is is he always had a guitar laying around and so he was always dabbling playing guitar and so that kind of helped me um learn how to play guitar i picked it up one day and was like decided i was going to learn guitar because it was just sitting there and then the other thing that i realized recently and had a, had an influence was when we go to like weddings or if there's like a big birthday celebration my dad and i will weird al yankovic a song and so we'll write one for like the bride and groom and play it at the reception, but we won't start it till like we're driving to the wedding in Montana or whatever it is. And so like, we will send out like my sister, or my mom to go get like tidbits of information about the bride and groom. And then we'll go back to like the hotel and like bust out a song and then like play it at the reception. And so I was thinking about this the other day because um like, I have a couple of quirky songs in my set list. And I was like, I think it's, I think that's why I do this. Like I think that's why I write stupid songs sometimes. Because we, and then, like, every once in a while, a video will surface on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, oh no.
0: <laughs> well, we've got. I know. Um. Uh. I think one of your one of your crowd pleaser songs is the uh, good part, good bartender song. Is that what it's called? Good bartender. Yes.
2: Good bartender.
0: That is so, and that's got a really great sense of humor to it. But uh, it seems like your sense of humor is well earned. Well, but but I would say that you you don't you don't focus. Most of your songs are not humorous. Most of them are pretty earnest and and I mean they have maybe some you know quirky quirky parts to them and whatnot. But uh but you you've got you've you you're you're pretty earnest in your songwriting, I I think. Um I mean how would you characterize your own songwriting?
2: Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good synopsis because I do take it seriously in that I want the content to be meaningful, but I also don't take myself too seriously. So sure. I have a lot of songs that have, I like to throw irony, irony in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why does that word sound so weird? Irony. irony. <laughs> but i like to throw like ironic phrases in there and stuff that's lighthearted that, to break it up. Cause I also think that what I like to bring into it is um, like a, a realistic conversational tone in that like, I don't know, like even when we're having serious moments, there's like these also like life happens and like weird Mm -hmm. stuff happens when life is happening. And so even if you're talking about like a relationship or something, there might still be like something quirky just to throw things into like a relatable feeling, you know, like I, I don't want things to be so emotional and so crafted that you can actually feel like the song speaks to you you know what i mean so yeah regular people
0: well and that and that that's that's what life's like right you know there's yeah. a there's a good variety of different uh uh emotional layers going on so all right well let's uh well let's take uh, one of your songs as a case study here let's <laughs> find out what makes alicia stockman tick um all right uh the first song i got i got queued up here is these four walls and um do you, is this on one of your albums?
2: This is on my forthcoming album, so is going to be coming out this fall.
0: Okay, great. So let's take a listen here to These Four Walls by Alicia Stockman, and it will be on the future album. Do you have a title for it?
2: I don't. Currently, the leading title might be These Four Walls. It depends.
0: Oh, ooh, all right. So this <laughs> may be, the title be track. Quite possibly, uh, may, uh, quite possibly will be the title track of Alicia's upcoming album. So uh, this is These Four Walls by Alicia Stockman.
1: These four walls, always the same to me. Stark, white, cold as ice and empty. Dust in the corners, cobwebs in the east. Just long-term storage of who I used to be Open the doors, let the light in Let that crosswind breathe life into this house again Take these hollow halls, make a home from these four walls Shuttered in my fiercely guarded post Haunted by unwanted but familiar ghosts I don't want to go out, I don't want to air my wounds Cause what if all my fears turn out to be true Open the doors, let the light in Let that crosswind breathe life into this house again Take these hollow halls, make a home from these four walls. Oh, what are walls but plaster, lath, and pine? A sturdy frame of vacant space where. Ring the bell, let yourself in, show me how to unlock my heart again, take these hollow halls, make a home from these four, open the doors, and let the light in, let that crosswind breathe life into this house again, take these hollow halls, make a home from
0: Right. That was These Four Walls by Alicia Stockman, uh, uh, quite possibly the, the title track off of her forthcoming <laughs> album. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad you chose this song. I just, well, I, there's so many songs that you, that you could have <laughs> chosen that I would have been overjoyed to hear, but this is, this is such a, the chord progression on this is so cool. I just, I, <laughs> I really feel like the way that uh, to me this is just uh, there's so many little surprise and maybe it's the melody over the chords but i mean there's a lot of surprising things that you do in this it's just it always it's always welcome what you do um uh, but it's surprising and innovative and uh it just takes zigs when i when i expect it to zag and (laughs) and and also just the uh the bridge here i just uh i just want to I mean the lyrics are so solid all the way through, but but I especially love the the bridge. Water walls, but plaster, lath, and pine. Sturdy frame, vacant space where love's denied. That that was just I I, I love that that near rhyme with pine and denied. This is just this is just a really a masterful song. I I, <laughs> I I I'm I'm very impressed by this. So
2: well, thank you. I have a friend I play with sometimes. He plays mandolin and he'll back me up on at shows sometimes. And he told me that my bridge was rude, because <laughs> he he is a composition major, a musical composition major from the University of Utah, and so he plays like jazz guitar, and he plays blue, uh, he plays mandolin in like a really good bluegrass band, and he's he's really good, and he like understands music theory, whereas uh-huh. I am just making it up as I go. Uh-huh. And he told me that my chord selection in that bridge is rude that was <laughs> the term that he because he. I had to chart this song when I went to record it. So I had to write a chart for it. And I, when I was writing my charts, I was really mad at myself. Cause I'm like, why do I throw in these random chords? Because I can't just write like a one, four, five chart. It's like, yeah, this song is in E, but I never play the root. It's not the E chord oh. is not in there.
0: <laughs> Very cool.
2: So this is the notes <laughs> that you're seeing have, uh, are adapted for the capo that I use, but Essentially, the song is in the key of E, and I never play E.
0: Wow. And he
2: was like, "Yeah, I think it's easiest to chart it in E, because you could chart it in a different key and have it be really complicated." But I was like, "Huh?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're. It's a rude bridge." I was like, well, "You're welcome."
0: <laughs> so, so that that's interesting. That that um, so so you're you're not conscious of the theory so much when you're writing it. You're just doing it kind of intuitively, or were you? Yes and no. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. So I like. Yes and no in that like uh like the verses have this like the C add nine shape that you're playing and then I just slide which, it out.
0: Which by the way I don't even know what that means. I, that's like that. That's how unsophisticated I am. C add nine. Um, it's just okay. a C
2: that's like when you're playing a G and then you move your uh, middle, your ring, your middle finger and your index finger over so that it's a C, but you keep your pinky and your ring finger down. Oh,
0: okay. Well, that sounds it's, very simple when you describe yeah, it that way. Yeah. <laughs> when you're playing
1: like
2: that, but that's I think it's called a C add nine. Okay. Or something. Whatever. Anyway, uh, but then I just slide that up. the d to the d position so it's like i really don't change my hands at all i just move it up so it sounds fancy and it kind of has some dissonance because you have some open strings so like that was just like a fun oh i'm dinking around okay that's cool but then i chose when there's that a major uh that's outside the key and i i love picking a chord that is outside the key to add drama i do that a lot in my songs Uh uh. that one is a conscious music theory choice but Mm -hmm. a lot of it's just like and then when i was working on this song um i had some feedback um my producer before we started making the record she was kind of like giving me like okay like let's edit these songs let's get them dialed in let's get them as good as they can be and so i purposely she's like i really want something different i just want to hear something different for the bridge and i was like challenge accepted (laughs) and so i went in and just like picked these chords that don't fit in the key like it's just so so
0: had you written the bridge like the lyrics for the bridge already and you just changed that part or or did you bring that wholeheartedly new into the song
2: i think that a lot of the lyrics were there but they were in a kind of a another verse format so i think the verse used to be twice as long and so those lyrics were just like a long just like another verse of the same length as the first and second so I cut it in half and moved the lyrics into a bridge and wrote some new music that was going to make huh. Ben Wise hate me. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I've had I've had several folks that come on um, and and talking about the process of of recording uh, an album and how how much the producer can kind of spur you on to or spur the artist on to, to making changes and, and doing you know minor rewrite rewrites uh or even sometimes major rewrites on, on yeah uh some of the songs. so so that that's did you did you find that you did a lot of kind of uh did you do a lot of changes during the recording process for the songs
2: um i would say i did enough changes it wasn't i wouldn't say that we like overhauled everything there were some songs that like halfway to Houston, didn't get a single edit. It was just ready to go. Uh Um, This song was pretty much before recording, like she helped me work with it. We we worked together as like a songwriting mentorship for a while before she became my producer. So I would say that this, before that relationship as a producer started, this song was like pretty done. We made like a couple changes just to like arrangement things. Like we added a couple extra bars Sure. to bring in the bridge oh, pretty yeah, much it yeah but then there were some songs that we were editing like lonely together the other song that we're going to look at today there was some last minute editing to lyrics like the night before mm. and um, not very many structural changes but like lyrical editing that was going on up until the last minute and then there was another song where we just decided to cut the lyrics from the bridge because it seemed duplicative and then another song that mostly like arrangement things. But I'm trying to think of like, not I think lonely together got the most overhaul lyrically. And it wasn't Yeah, I think that was the most overhaul.
0: Well, we'll, we'll get to that one. And yeah. just really, really soon. But uh, um, well, let, let's talk a little bit more about I, I mean, so I mean, the chords, the chord progression is so important with this. But mm-hmm. I mean, is that how you started with the song? Or did you start more with the lyrics?
2: Uh, I th- I usually start with chords. Um, I like oh. to work within structure, and so like when I know how much space I need to fill, I function better. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I know there's a lot of people who start with the melody, or they start with lyrics. For me, I like to have know what space I'm working within, and 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 you know like okay that this is gonna be like two lines, and this is gonna be three lines, and and then I can play with it once I have like this nice little padded room to play with, I mean, like. I know how much space I need to fill and it's like rained in a little bit. So I think I started with music and I kind of had that like C to D slide up going and filled it in. Um, But this, the content of the song was something that I think had kind of fermented or gestated or whatever word you want to use for several months. It was like a song that I knew I had to write and I didn't know how to write it. And then when I finally, I wrote this in like um, March of last year and right when i had some downtime during quarantine Mm. to finally let it percolate and come to the surface and and have the time to really give the song the time it needed because uh the content to me of the song in particular is really important and yeah so that took a while to come around
0: so it was um so so you you kind of had the chord progression already worked out but then you but the actual words were kind of simmering i mean the theme did you know the theme uh throughout that time with the chords or did you or was this something where you had a structure that was in search of a of a theme to go with it
2: yes <laughs> all, it was, of the all of the above <laughs> okay yeah because so this song um this is my mental health uh song I like to whenever I played at shows I kind of have a little I take a moment to like have a little talk about mental health hmm. importance and um yeah, so the theme of this, I was worried. I remember being worried that the metaphor of the house was like too esoteric in um, bringing it to a songwriter group. They my friends in this group were like, no, we love it. It totally lands. It's not overkill. It works for me. It's not so vaguely metaphorical that I can't relate to it. Like it totally lands. So I was like, OK, hey, great. That was my worry was that I'm hiding this really important message too deep inside a metaphor um cuz the, the 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 content of the song is like i was in a relationship with somebody who had severe depression and anxiety disorder mm. um and and we were together for a long time and the thing that i learned was i put a lot of his mental health needs first which you know like is fair like it was really hard to watch him go through um to just be stuck in this place where he was suffering and i didn't and i and i couldn't you know like I can't I can only help so much, you know, as yeah. being the outside person, he has to do a lot of the work and he has to do a lot of the self care. But I was laying myself bare trying to help. And the metaphor I always use is, um, you know, when you're on an airplane and you have to secure your mask before securing others to help them like that was what I realized I had done was I hadn't secured my own mask and I had run out of air. Yeah. And so I became an ineffective person and helping and my own mental health suffered because of it. So this song is about finding myself again and, um, learning how to give all the great care that I gave him to give it to myself as well. Um, and I, I don't know if I gave him great care or not, but like, I hope I did. That was my hope. But, uh, but yeah, so this is my song about, about that journey to, to find yourself again after like starving yourself from mental health care, I guess. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is this is a it, it's a powerful song, but it's also an extremely well crafted song, and 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 it works at, at like every level, and and that's what's and that's one of the reasons I'm really happy that you brought this in. This is just a, such a great song. So, well, um, you mentioned that uh, um, you have some songwriters groups, and you have a mentor, and you you actually have. Uh, so you've got a you've got a very strong support system in in a creative support system. C- can you talk a little bit about that and how you use that with your songwriting?
2: Yeah, um, I love a songwriting group because um, I get really like tunnel vision on my songs, and so I really I love outside feedback. I really can't live without it because I constantly question if is this landing right, is this too much, is it too deep, is it too wordy? Like I get so close to the songs that I can't hear it from a listener's perspective anymore. So songwriting groups are really great for me in that, it, one, it gives me that feedback, it gives me that encouragement. Um, I like getting feedback in that, just how you not knowing anything about the song are gonna listen to the song and what does it do for you? And that's what I enjoy. But also I like having a kick in the pants to finish songs. like it's, I always talk about it as like a trainer at the gym. It's like, you won't really do as many curls if you don't have someone yelling at you, telling you to do more reps. And like a songwriter group gives me that like, um, what's the word I'm looking
0: for? Um, Motivation, inspiration.
2: Motivation, uh, when you're beholden to someone else.
0: Oh, uh, uh, responsibility. Kinda. Um. <laughs> I think we know what you're getting at, though. Yeah. The, the, the um, idea is that you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I,
2: what? It's morning. I don't have enough coffee in my body.
0: That's right. Let's. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everybody out there, we're gonna we're gonna take a sip from our coffees. Uh, well, I don't drink coffee, but I'm gonna have some water.
2: Um. <sighs> so. The word is like right there. Uh. Anyway, can, responsibility. If you, if
0: you think of it later, we'll yeah. edit it back in. Okay. We'll have it as like, you know, when you have that word, it's. Skibbity boobop you know it'll be like uh, edited right in there so um overdub uh so well talk about a mentor you have a mentor how does the mentorship work
2: so uh I don't I, I don't know if it's an a, I don't know how you define when a person becomes a mentor or not but last year during quarantine um I don't remember how this came up but I reached out to Mary Bragg um She and I met at a songwriting contest. She was a judge at a contest. And then she was actually my mentor at Folk Alliance International. Like when you're a first year attendee of this conference, they try to set you up with somebody who has been there before to kind of guide you because Folk Alliance International is so overwhelming that if you go in blind, I can see. She's like, on day two or three, you might just cry in the bathroom for a while. Like, that's just what you do. Because yeah. <laughs> it's so overwhelming. So many feelings and just so much going on. She's like, that's okay. And so they they the conference sets you up with a mentor who kind of guides you through the conference, to how to get the most out of it, how to not become overwhelmed, how to, like, you know, set some goals and and just achieve those goals and trying to, like, conquer the whole thing, which is totally impossible. So Mary Bragg was my assigned mentor for that. And so we had coffee together. We like met, we talked, she came to a couple of my showcases and it was really nice to just talk to her in that capacity. So when quarantine hit and I was sitting around a lot, I reached out to her, I was like, hey, do you think you could help critique some of my songs and just, um, you know, give me some feedback? Cause now that I have this time, like there's a lot of unfinished songs or songs that just don't have, you know, that I feel like are good, but they're not quite there. And so she and I, we worked together for a few weeks. And then at the end of that relationship, I was like, do you just want to produce this record? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I do. So that's kind of how that went. But it was just nice to have someone who, yeah. Accountability. That's the word. Oh, (laughs) yes.
0: Accountability buddies. They're always, yeah.
2: So just someone to, I like being assigned homework. I work well with homework. And so it was nice to have someone to be like, work on this, work on this, work on this. And what I like about it too is, is, is just... She would say things like, I want something different in this bridge. And then I had to come up with it. And that was nice because it makes me, it wasn't, she wasn't like, change this to this, change this to this. this this." She was like, go work on this. And then I did the work. So it's still my work. And she is just the, the, the kick in the butt that made me do it. So that's what I like about that.
0: So as a, uh, in a role as producer for the album, so she's mostly, she she handles more of the from the songwriting perspective then or does i mean how how involved does she get with the the nuts and bolts of like recording and mixing and all that oh stuff?
2: she is heavily involved so oh, so we okay. went we went from like the mentorship of songwriting and i think one of the reasons we didn't do a ton of lyrical editing when we were there was because i'd spent so much time with the songs and she knew that mm-hmm. and it was nice to know that she had been there for the process so it's like she knew how much work i'd put into the songs she was familiar with the songs you know like we didn't have to it wasn't like the songs got written like the month before they'd been written for years and so they didn't get a ton of editing when we entered into the relationship as producer artist um i have never been into like a full studio setup my ep that i did with my band before was very diy we recorded the songs as we had been playing them on a shoestring budget so i had never really had this big experience and a lot of the songs because i'm no longer in a band there are these acoustic songs that I've been playing by myself. And so I really was looking to her to help me bring them to life. And I put a lot of a lot of the uh, responsibility in her hands to like do it. so when when we went into the studio to record, she hired the band. She said at the studio time, like she organized everything. She arranged the instrument intru- instrumentation. And one of my things was when we got there and the musicians were doing their thing, I was like, I want them to bring to the table whatever they hear. Like, mm. I have no vision for what I want this to be because it's just been this acoustic song that I've been playing in my living yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, bring it. I was like, she hired the musicians. She knew who would be best for the song. And then they really brought whatever their ideas were to the table. And I was 100% cool with it because they were awesome. Um. So yeah, she really had a, a really big role in arranging everything. She worked her butt off. To bring it all together, and so yeah, she has a a big role in just bringing it all to life.
0: Well, let's uh, let's take another one. Is this is this as uh, lonely together this uh, this other song here? Is this also off of the upcoming album?
2: It is, and you asked me to bring a song that's more traditional in my songwriting process, and one that was less traditional. Mm-hmm. And this is less traditional in that this was a co-write. Yes. I hardly ever write with other people. And so this was one of my first co- Well, I've done a few, but like this was one, my Probably, don't tell anybody, my favorite co-write Up to this point, at least. <laughs> and really- this
0: is, and oh, okay. So this is uh, Daniel Niehoff. Is that his name?
2: Yes, Daniel Okay. Niehoff.
0: So this is Lonely Together by Alicia Stockman and Daniel Niehoff. And uh, here we go.
1: checkout line with your basket and groceries for one more produce than anybody needs when there's no one to cook for at home then there's me another TV dinner and a four pack can champagne Just a couple Single people With a whole lot Of evening to waste There's no sense In being all By ourselves We both need Some company And we ain't doing Nothing else Now feels like As good a time as ever Let's Be lonely Together We can watch Bad rom com movies and criticize the sappiest parts. From our station on the sofa, we'll be a nation of too lonesome.
0: that was lonely together by alicia stockman and co-written with daniel niehoff it's nice 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 Thank nice you. song um now that
2: version is painfully slow
0: that's okay you see this is what i was this is what i was wondering because i was when, when you when when i saw this one i was thinking oh i know this song and don't you have a really upbeat version of this song?
2: I think I play it faster nowadays just I don't know why that was so slow <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I, I was because I, I actually remember like you playing a little bit more with a groove but but yeah. either way it's either way it's a really it's a really great tune so so um yeah let let talk about it what how did you how did you two write this song
2: um so I kind of had this idea kicking around I think I had some of the chord progression written, and I had this title.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: when me and Daniel got together, we were kind of kicking around ideas. We are going to write a song together. And um, I. it was funny because I had kind of, like, pitched this idea to somebody else at another time, which is kind of like a faux pas in co-writing. You're not supposed if you share an idea with someone, you kind got to stick to it. But the other one, we, like, never actually – we had talked about it, like, via text or something. And so we never uh. actually – done it in person and so when me and daniel got together i was like well we're here let's write the song because in my mind lonely together i wanted it to be like an up like a, like a cheeky i don't know it wasn't a, like a title like lonely together could totally oh. be a sad drab bummer song right and i wanted it to be like this like cutesy something else like up. well it's a clever
0: play on words i mean it's yeah. you know it's not yeah
2: I didn't want it to be a dirge. <laughs> yeah So yeah. my other friend who I text had kind of floated the idea to, he was like, Oh, that's dark. And I was like, No, I don't So that so when I pitched it to Daniel, I didn't prompt him at all. And he was like, That could be like a cute, like uh, you know, like, let's be lonely together, like pick up wine And I'm like, yes, Oh yeah. Let's write it. So when he <laughs> when he picked up on that, I was like, Yes, let's do this. And so Our version that we wrote together, it's vastly different from this lyrically. Um, Hmm. And we, Mary and I changed a lot of it, but I did get Daniel's permission out because I was like, are you playing this song? Like, how do you feel about it? He's like, go nuts. Have fun with it. And so I changed it like a lot.
0: Oh, (laughs) okay. Okay.
2: So like, so, but I still give him so much credit because um, it wouldn't have been here if, if he and I hadn't done the work that we did and, and he and I really solidified up the sentiment, the storyline. Um, he helped me write the bridge. The bridge hasn't changed. To, like there's, I don't know, but we, there was a whole thing about coffee in the song that never got, that didn't make the final cut and got replaced with canned champagne. <laughs> mm. But, but yeah, like I think like when it comes to co-writing, one of my big lessons is that, like, this song wouldn't exist if it wasn't for your co-writer. And so, like, regardless of how it ends up, what each person contributed, like, I feel like the song wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for the other person. So, even though it's changed so much, I'm like, it's still me and Daniel's song, even if he and if he wants to play it differently, like, go. Now. Oh,
0: yeah. Co-writes <laughs> to, to go that way, I think. Yeah. Uh, every In fact, that's actually one of the things that, uh, I really enjoy about co-writes when when I do a co-write. Um, yeah, the 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 versions are always wildly different, even if it's just because of the the way people sing it rhythmically, you know. But 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 talk to me about the co-writing process. I, I mean, it sounds like you've uh, done several co-writes, and I mean, how 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 does that usually play out for you, and how has that changed over time, you know? Because I imagine the first co-write that you did was probably very different from the last co-write you did.
2: Yeah. Um... It's something I'm getting better at. I I my favorite thing, I love the accountability. I've just recently written two new songs as co-writes with people. So one um in April and May, and we just finished the other one recently. Um, but what I like about it, so this the first co-write the most recent co-write I did with my friend Emily Hicks. Um, it was nice because we went with something that was for her, from her perspective, it was a little ditty she had in her, you know, unfinished song pile and we finished it. And so it was kind of nice to like step away from my own, like whatever is going on in my brain and write to someone else's experiences. So we pulled in a lot of like true stories from her relationship with her husband and like little, like it was kind of a cutesy love song and stuff that they, you know, I don't know she had like there's a reference to a mushroom print coffee mug which is her husband's favorite mug and that was like the where we wrote from and i was like oh that's cool to like pull from someone else's experience and the other co-write that i recently did was a song that two of my friends were writing and they got stuck so they called me in to help them finish it and so the, the song, song already, doctor yeah so it was kind of fun because like that's the concept was already there and i just came in with my fancy ass words and was like all right cool let's, let's finish this so
3: nice
2: what i'm learning about co-writing is not to be so precious about um and i steal that from meg braun's podcast uh prompt queens oh yeah i would get too precious about it and and they like hold on to this thing and you can't let it go when it's really like a roadblock and so like co-writing is teaching me not to be too precious and it's nice when it's someone else's idea it's a lot easier for me to let go and be like okay cool whatever (laughs)
3: yeah Yeah. but when it's (laughs) mine I'm like
2: no it has to be like this and yeah 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 yeah. learning to not do that
0: (laughs) yeah that's yeah going with the flow is uh yeah it's it's pretty much a a requisite when when co-writing it seems like so because like yeah. you, it's so easy to get into fights with people you know yeah. you could you could spend a whole bunch of time just fighting over some line and, it, and it's just uh it doesn't go anywhere so that could be yeah that could be rough but but yeah yeah so that's uh so do you enjoy co-writing then i mean do you feel like it's something that's uh i mean do you is a good percentage of your songs co-writes or or or
2: um, they're definitely in the minority of my, of the songs that I've written, but I do like it. Uh, um, I want to do more of it. Um, I think it pushes me. If, and like I said, accountability is huge for me. And just that, like, yeah. I'm, I am kind of need like a little, I kind of need a little parenting here and there. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Like, I need someone to be like, no, Alicia, you have to have this done by this day because otherwise, like, you know, I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. So like, I like that about it. Um, I also like just that, like, you're going to think of stuff in a co-write that you wouldn't think of on your own. And like writing with Emily, what I liked about it was she just has this A way different approach to melody and phrasing that I do not have and she's Mm. like oh well you have this approach to words that I do not have I'm like great this isn't going to be a match made in heaven and so it was really fun to write with her um it was really hard for me to learn our song because the way that she sings it is so different oh yeah and so but it, it was really fun and I I hope to do more of it um, so if anyone's out there listening, let's we'll write a song, let's we'll
0: write a song. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, co-writing is, uh, I, I, feel like I do a lot of co-writing and I, I, I should probably feature it more on this show, but, um, seems like almost a fourth or a third of the songs that i write are are, are co-writes That's and awesome. i i feel like yeah it's like you learn something different from from everybody every time yeah. and and it does force you to think outside of the box i know i know when i go in i'm always trying to to sort of write my version of one of their songs and 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 get inside that head though though it's you know it's impossible to completely get out of mind but but yeah the the different ways that people play the songs are a revelation too i it's always mm-hmm fascinating to me to to hear how how much different it can sound so
2: yeah and I think for me like it's helped me in my solo songwriting like the song I wrote for this podcast um the way that I approached it was a lot less like um I don't know I tend to get in my own head a lot and then I'm like trying to write ghost by indigo girls the best song ever every single time instead mm-hmm. of just being like write what comes to you oh so is
0: that when is that officially the, the best song ever it's ghost the best by song indigo girls okay all right <laughs> i don't know that i've heard that i'm going to have to listen to it now so
2: but i try to make every song like so epic and so good and like also to like m- like when i i get like stuck in this like really convoluted theme and so like my thesis statement of the song is like super deep and like so much to grasp that i'm like it's too much and so it made when i was writing yours the song with for you or for this podcast i was kind of like okay what's the song about it's about anxiety spoiler alert.
3: Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs>
2: but but i was like okay so what do i think of and so and it just made me like this the first verse took a while i'll get to that later but like it just made me mm-hmm. like not be so inner editor and just like just put it down just write it down well, let's write it down.
0: Well, <laughs> since we're we're already kind of uh, 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 drifting over to that, why don't we take a short break here? Okay. And when we come back, we'll we'll talk about that song and and also the uh, the prompts and 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 all that. So, Perfect. all right, we're gonna take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. I am your host, David Coyle. I am talking to Alicia Stockman, a singer songwriter out of Utah. As is custom, I sent her about a week ago. Uh, a selection of random prompts for her to choose from to write this week's challenge song and the prompts were a random picture it was of a frozen tree surrounded by an icy tundra the random word pillow which is the therapeutic use of mud specifically treatment by mud baths random style write a song in the style of dolly parton random fact There are more than 70 species of mushrooms that glow in the dark. And then the fearless prompt from Timmy Reardon's uh, fearless songwriting program. Uh, You can find it at timmyr.com. Living on the road. And there's a picture of a person and a dog sticking their head out of a car. Um, So, Alicia, which prompt did you choose?
2: I chose the random picture of the frosty tree.
0: The frosty tree. And so uh what 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 drew you to that one and and did any of the other ones tempt you
2: i was tempted by the dolly parton one because i just i've been listening to dolly parton's america podcast mm. um if you haven't listened to it you gotta listen to it it's so good anyway but that I'll, one I'll was check that out. tempting but i don't know what it was uh the picture
0: because it's summer I don't know Oh. It's like yeah, summer it's now, summer. <laughs> right? Or almost. I guess a couple days, isn't it technically still yeah, fall, but, but whatever the point. It's warm weather now. So you chose the frosty tree. I
2: chose the frosty tree. Maybe it seemed seemed refreshing or something. I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure why I picked it. I was like, I'll just go with that.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> no, that's totally legit cuz that makes it even more more random then, you know. It's like yeah. I give you I almost give the guests too many choices. I should just yeah. give them something perfectly random and they have to do it. So, yeah. all right. So, uh the song that you came up with is called um starting over
3: yeah
0: and so we're gonna we're gonna take a look here uh is it well that's the working title (laughs) The working Working title title is starting over this is starting over by alicia stockman this is her challenge song this week but based on the prompt of the picture of the frosty tree
1: Windows wide on mid June night, it's warmer than it should be. Soft white linen clinging to my skin, I'm still chasing down to sleep. My mind's racing through situations that hardly matter right now. My dreams are devoured through dawn. Starting over Starting over The hearse rings loud in this empty house More space than one heart needs No tales to tell can fill the world Out of hands readily So I make things up to fill my cup with a drink that poisons slow. A real fight with the loose.
0: All right, that was "Starting Over" by Alicia Stockman, and it was her challenge song this week, based on the prompt—a uh, picture of a frosty tree. And uh, this, this is great. Now, I think one thing you told me already is that this is not a complete song. Uh, no. You did not finish the challenge, so apparently, I am not as—I'm not a very good accountability buddy. But <laughs> you are though. <laughs> but but I, I want to say I, I I love what you've done so far, and and what's what's really cool is alicia didn't just send me over the lyrics to this uh, to look at but in fact it's a working document i get to see some of <laughs> yeah. your process here because you've got a lot of uh kind of stuff that you dabbled with below the, the line here but I before we get... like
2: that oh way. yeah i, think I that's was like this really will cool. be I, for the other songs i was like oh i won't send it because I just have like just the lyrics for whatever reason, and then with this one, I was like, "No, I'm gonna go ahead and send those notes because I feel like that's relevant to the. It, it's
0: absolutely relevant to what we're doing. <laughs> before we get into that, though, I just want to say, um, I really, I really, absolutely love the the last uh, uh, the last couplet here, or it's not really a couplet, the last verse here. Uh, so I make things up to fill my cup with a drink that poisons slow. A real fight with illusions, hard to tell who's losing, here I, here I am again. I just, I like the way that you, well, first off, I just, with a drink that poisons slow, I just love that line. And then the way that you kind of change up the melody a little bit, uh, the rhyme scheme a little bit on the next two lines. I thought that was really, really, really cool. So anyway, but this is this is a great start here. And uh, yeah, so why don't you, and of course, there's no frozen tree in this. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's hear the process. How did you uh, how did you come up with this song?
2: Okay. Um, great. I'll talk about it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so I think the the prompts, I did have a frozen well, the where I started was the I think the title was gonna be Snow in Summer. So when you sent me the list, we were having a bit of a like random weird heat wave peak. Here in Utah, and it was just so hot. So maybe that's why the tree was so refreshing appealing. looking. Appealing,
0: yeah, yeah. And
2: so I kind of had this title idea of snow in summer. So instead of starting over, it was going to be snow in summer. And kind of the idea of being like, f- trying to make things like fleeting, like snow in summer. Mm-hmm. Because here in the mountains, we have like, there's snow on the peaks. But, you know, and every once in a while in Utah, you never know it's going to snow randomly oh and yeah and then it will in Colorado
0: too yeah yeah absolutely. like you know
2: you know about it
0: I know all about random snows in, in warm oh, yeah. warm months yeah so to me like snow
2: and summer and there's also I also had this idea there's a, a ground cover plant called snow and summer or summer snow and oh. it's just this like silvery green leaves with like little white flowers and it okay. kind of mm-hmm. over and makes this big bed of flowers and so I was like okay these are some ideas that I had based on this like the frozen tree was like I don't know because i'm seeing this tree and it's summer it's like this fleeting moment whatever so it's well, kind of working with that idea of like something that's fleeting
0: can we look at some of the 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 lines here that you you didn't use yet or maybe yeah. i don't know if you're like this is snow and summer doesn't last Is fleeting is the remnants hanging on from winter it's it's a peculiarity odd i mean these are you didn't you know put these all together but it's interesting just to see Oh, like dandelion seeds dancing off to a blank this is this is fascinating <laughs> and you have your you have your uh, uh brainstorm here's summer under other cover color i this is a fascinating document and of course nobody's gonna get to see this here <laughs> but um but yeah do you wanna I, I, I like the yeah tangy. it must like be tangible he, and i just gave up <laughs> so so now so when you're writing a song, are, do you are you using a Word doc then? I mean, are you?
2: I use Google Docs, and Google Docs. Mm-hmm. so I just have like most of my songs. You'll see like the the top page is usually the working song and then everything below it is called is, is extra. I've had friends call it the parking lot or the tackle box is one of us. That's co-
0: that's awesome. I love it. that a concept. Yeah.
2: The par- or the, the dump or the dump. <laughs> scrap yard or whatever you want to call it, the scrapyard, And that's where like all my word vomit goes of like, if I, you know, if I have like a title or a thing that like, you're going to come back to it and you're going to say it again, like what are all the rhymes that you can choose from? just ready to go. So when you come around to it, like, okay, this will work with the sentiment that I'm working with and I'm gonna need to say it again. So like, it was gonna be snow and summer and I had the like, here I am again, like that part was gonna rhyme, I don't know. So I just kind of have whatever I might need just parked there.
0: It's interesting to me because um, I know Nicole Wagner, I did a co-write with her and she, mm-hmm. while we were working on that, she had her her own way of doing it is that she would do parentheses. She would have mm-hmm. the, the song uh and 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 everything that was real you know that was going to be used was outside of the parentheses but she would put parentheses in there and that's how she archived her ideas oh, and nice. it's interesting the the idea that that you kind of do it down here is this this i love the tackle box is what i like mm-hmm. that that's my favorite term that you <laughs> to. um and you know for me i'm i'm writing on paper because i'm old and uh and so i've got like you know my mind's always like, I'll oh, write, right, write, right. And then it's like, I'm not going to erase anything. So I tear it out and I rewrite the whole thing. And it's just interesting to see how different people, you know, capture the revision process. And, oh, totally. and, and I like that you're, yeah, I like the layout. That's really cool. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. So, but so I didn't finish it. We, we were going to talk about that. We, yeah. we mentioned that like, Oh, I hadn't finished the song. I am typically a pretty slow songwriter. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't write quickly, like things take a long time for me. Um, I think I have a hard time turning off my inner editor in the first draft. And so, and I think I think too, like with this song I had this cool chord progression and this cool structure that I really wanted to work. So I spent a lot of time on the first verse, um, trying to figure out how it was gonna flow. Like I was working a lot on melody and a lot on structure and less on lyrics and so then like, I kind of am still in this place where, like, the here I am again starting over. I'm not super sure that I want that to be the payoff there.
3: Mm, yeah.
2: Um, And so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I really like where the song is going. And so I didn't want to just, like, oh, I finished it and never come back to it. I'm like, no, I actually oh. really like where this is going. And I I really look forward to finishing it. And I'm really excited about it, so I'm really well, is that, glad is that, that you kicked my butt into writing this song. <laughs> I'm glad
0: I did too. I'm, I'm liking where you're going with it too. But but is that a concern of yours that if you were to if you were to do like a uh, if you were to do a quote unquote finished version of it, um, w- would it be something that you would? I mean, do, do you you wouldn't go back and revise it, or or it, does that does that click something in your brain where you kind of feel like it's done?
2: Um, I would like to think that I'd come back to it, but knowing me sometimes like life takes a turn yeah. and, and I, and I just, or I get a first draft done and then I don't come back to it for a really long time. And so I think I'm just really digging it. And so like now I kind of have something to do for the next week is <laughs> to finish That's, the song.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, that, it's interesting. The, um, like the, kind of the psychological, you know, uh, 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 kind of tabs there, you know, it's sort of, you know, if you do it this way, then you're you know you're gonna react in a certain way. So you don't want to get to that point. That that's interesting to me. Um or do you have any other kind of uh, quirks like that 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 that's like you you know you don't want to do this because it'll lead to this when you're songwriting. I
2: don't know. Um yeah so my concern with this song is because I'm not super sure on the here I am again starting over. Uh huh. Um I write myself into corners sometimes where, like, I started starting writing with the title first uh-huh. and working backwards from there. Um, and with this one, like, I had Snow and Summer and I had Starting Over and I tried a few different things in that spot. And I'm worried I'm going to write myself into a corner and I won't be able to figure out what the song is really supposed to be called, like, is Starting Over does it work or does it not work? And then what am I going to put there? And it's kind of the most important part of the song. <laughs> and I, yeah. yeah the refrain, and I'm yeah. like the refrain and, and it's just going to be four syllables is all I need. And I need those four syllables to sum up the Ugh. whole theme of the song. <laughs> and I have written myself into a corner.
0: Well, definitely the structure of it though. I mean, I really like the slowdown and the, and the drawn out lines. So, I mean, but I guess it is, yeah, you're right. When you have like just these things, these are the beats you gotta fill and the words have to be just right yeah. and that that could be so tough yeah yeah sometimes the the toughest songs are the ones that have the fewest words and so oh,
2: totally yeah but they're the best too because when you find them then you're like yes i did it and it's yeah. a sweet feeling. but
0: they can be the most aggravating because sometimes it's so so hard to get that exactly right um yeah oh that this is this is this is great so yeah. Um, well, okay. So I, I asked this of every every guest. Um, well, I mean, we know it's not a complete song or a finished mm-hmm. song. Uh, uh, so, just what would be your process of revising it or, or working towards uh, going forward? What how would you how would you take this going forward?
2: Yeah. Um... One, well, I think I'm going to put in some hardcore time on that title and making sure that it lands mm-hmm. uh, a new technique that someone that Mary Bragg shared with me is, is there's a the title test and it's making sure that your title, you know, you could sing a line and it would go with the title. So like windows wide on a mid June night's warmer than it should be starting over mm, a little shaky, a little shaky. Um,
0: but I don't know. It's warmer you know. than it should be. It's something different.
2: Yeah, and so I think that'll be that'll be a thing that once I find I'll probably come up with a few different options for what that title could be and run it through that test. Yeah. But I think for me, I'm feeling one more verse in this format at least and then I want to write like a like a B part or like a bridge or whatever it would be that's just a different different musically, uh-huh. maybe shorter, maybe just four lines or maybe six lines, like a three and three or something, and just something to deviate from the musical pattern we have going. Sure. And then one more verse that's like this, and then see if that's enough song, or if I've said enough, if I've said all the things. But um, yeah, so this song is kind of like, I think the theme is anxiety <laughs> Like uh-huh. is what it's about. And like the things that cause you angst and just like going through anxiety on a day-to-day basis, your average everyday anxiety. So I'm trying to figure out how, Yeah. So that'll be my my quest to be like, okay, what's the third verse in a bridge about in this in this relatable, normal, everyday life anxiety kind of cycle? So, yeah, I don't know, but I'm excited about it. I really like where this is going.
0: So. So in general, what you know, when do you know a song is done? I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will rewrite stuff from like three years ago. Like I.
0: okay, so it's never uh, so it's never done this is stuff that yeah
2: i guess i when guess it gets it's on an
0: just, album is it done when it's on uh, do you feel like you're you're not going to mess with it anymore after it's been yeah. on an album or do you still mess with it
2: i think i probably won't mess with it lyrically too much i think i think the thing that settles in and i've noticed since i recorded the songs for this album and i've been playing them and like starting to get them you know dialed for live shows phrasing is the only thing that's changing Mm. and you know how i approach it vocally is the only thing that's really changing and that's just to a place where it's super
0: comfortable oh it takes a while to really just Mm. figure out exactly how you got to perform a song so yeah 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 so well this is great well this is great alicia Uh, i'm glad i'm glad that i was able to uh uh prompt you to to write a new song and uh i look forward to hearing where this one goes thanks Uh, when
2: i finish it i will definitely send it to you
0: excellent all right all right well I also wrote a song this week based on the same prompt, The the Picture of the Frosty Tree, and uh, let's let's take a look at that. My song is not quite so inventively called Icicle Tree. (laughs) All right, here it is. Icicle Tree by yours truly, David Coyle, based on the prompt A Picture of a Frosty Tree.
4: I rode my bicycle down to the icicle tree. I saw it standing alone in a crystalline sea. I sat at its root and I pulled down its fruit. What will it cost me to chew on a frosty? I rode my bicycle down to the icicle tree. I always get lost eating permafrost delicacies A fresh frozen treat as I chill on my seat Can't help but sneeze when it gives me a brain freeze I rode my bicycle down to the icicle tree Then I grabbed its frigid trunk And shook it till it lost its chunk they sunk beneath the powder at my feet <laughs> at my feet I rode my bicycle home from the icicle tree Tomorrow the sun will melt all of its glistening leaves. The last snow of spring will soon be forgotten. I'll wait for the winter next year because that's when I'll ride my bicycle back to the icicle tree. I'll ride my bicycle back to the icicle tree. I'll ride my bicycle back to the icicle tree.
0: All right, that was Icicle Tree by yours truly, Dave Coyle. It is my contribution to the challenge this week uh, based on the prompt of a photo of a frosty tree. So uh, before I go into it, uh, just uh, is there anything that stood out to you about the song?
2: Yeah. So two things that my brain thinks of. One is um, it reminds me of Candyland, like that's Candy. my Candyland. The, the so game, like, the board game, like the board game. <laughs> 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 like thinking of like you know on Candyland on the board, there's like all the pictures. Like you go through like the Gumdrop Mountains and oh yeah. And to me, it's like this kind of like you know. I don't know if you mean it like literally or figuratively, but to me it's like this magical, like magic tree that sends down fudgesicles.
0: That's, yeah, 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 that's... <laughs> yeah, and so it
2: totally has me like thinking of like the visuals of the board of Candyland. Okay. And then the other I like thing that. that I like is like the juxtaposition of your picking pattern on the guitar and this kind of like sing-songy like da 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 with this like Kind of, you know, lots of notes coming through on the guitar, and it that really reminds me of Jonathan Richmond. Do you know Jonathan Richmond?
0: Oh, god, yeah, and the modern lovers, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, yeah,
2: which is another one of my dad's favorites. Um, Mm,
0: uh, again, again, I continue (laughs) to love your dad's taste in music, so okay,
2: (laughs) I've seen Jonathan Richmond live before. Have you? Oh, yeah, he's, he's,
0: he's cool, he's fun.
2: It was a fun, I remember. Um, I had a couple glasses of wine in me but there was a couple uh lines that I really liked about what he said there was one piece of advice that said, don't live your life like screw top wine like wine with just the screw cap <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. life like wine with a cork which is like more authentic i guess was his metaphor anyway that was my jonathan, jonathan Rich-
0: richmond is such a nice. hoot he's yeah no, no, I, lo- I love his lyrics it's always because he's got like such a childlike thing going on but it's so sophisticated at the same time exactly uh, yeah yeah yeah
2: so yeah i kind of got this vibe of like the i think more musically mm-hmm. lyrically like i was super in Candyland, and musically yeah. for some reason it made me think of jonathan richmond and just like this like nice structure like structured like um uh, well like the music behind it was like this is music and then on top of it was this like floating
0: uh-huh like
2: dream-like kind of story
0: well this was um
2: tell me about tell me about how yeah, you wrote this song and you I used w- him.
0: <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you well this was this is actually this is a rarity this is the second song that i wrote in uh uh i, I wrote this pretty much pretty much all yesterday and uh i had uh it was after I had done a co-write with somebody earlier in the day. So I, this is the first time I think I've written two songs in one day. Wow. And, um, and I didn't start, I actually didn't start. I, I think when you, you sent me your song, you said it wasn't finished. And I was like, uh, I was thinking, Oh dear. You know, it's like I haven't even started mine because it was <laughs> like 11 o'clock at night. Cause I've been, uh, <clears throat> I've been watching the, the NBA playoffs and that's been totally throwing me off. I've been starting very late with everything. And, um, yeah, so I, I got you, this and I was are like... Are you
2: also pulling for the Utah Jazz? <laughs>
0: There are so many teams. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. No, actually I love Donovan Mitchell and 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 Rudy Gobert and 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 I I like Mike Conley too and I'm really sad that he's got his hamstring going right now. He was I was a big fan of his when he was in Memphis. Okay, we could this we're not going to turn this into basketball <laughs> okay. talk though. Go
4: on. Um, go. So
0: so I got this song and I was just like, "Oh god, I'm exhausted. I really just need to whip something out." And and uh you know, sometimes it's like it's it's a little when I'm in that mode where I just need to whip something out, it's kind of easier to write kind of a kid song than it is, uh, you know, cause you, you, you don't have to worry about it being sing songy. Um, and you don't have to worry about, there's a lot of kind of, Kind of rules or whatever or sophisticated i mean not i not to say this is unsophisticated but just like they're just they're just rules that you know you're supposed to do when you're writing songs and they get in your head and whatever but as soon as you're like i'm writing a kid's song i can do something sing-songy it can just be really a little bit more straightforward and it can be colorful in a certain way and it just it just clicks you know and mm-hmm. and so I was able to whip this out really pretty quickly. Um, you know, Oh, by the way, one thing I, I totally re- sa- sang it wrong, but the, the line is, then I grabbed its frigid trunk and shook it till it's lost its chunks. I think when I sang it, I sang chunk and that's wrong. There's not just one chunk. There's multiple chunks. <laughs> and th- those are all the, the, the icicles. So, um,
2: in but- my mind, they're like, um, they're like, uh, vegetable gumdrops or something
0: absolutely no that that's perfect i was trying to i was i was trying to figure out a way to use a carrot metaphor like an ice carrot because that's what they're kind of like they're like you know carrots uh in a way um but anyway i didn't quite get it in there because i was trying to go with the flow i don't know i, I think i i really like the fruit and frosty thing that was or the uh no actually the frosty part I don't like that much but oh wait well, what am I doing I'm jumping to it okay I'm gonna do my self critique here Kay. so do I consider this to be a complete song uh I mean I, it's a complete first draft I feel like I, I got the basics down uh I I do want to make some revisions though it's mostly I'm, I'm pretty happy with it I think I sat at its root and I pulled down its fruit that's my favorite line in the whole thing uh, what would it cost me to chew on a frosty? That's, that's maybe my least favorite line. I think that's, it's maybe whimsical enough to work, but it, that felt like a cheat. Um, oh, I like the permafrost delicacies.
2: That is good. I like that as well. Perm- Even though I,
0: I think technically. This is, these
2: are the things that bring me down Candyland lane. Yeah. <laughs> a frosty, uh, the fruit pulled down its fruit, a fresh frozen treat. These are all things that, like, I, my brain was just went, like, full Candyland, so.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Um, then I have, let's see, can't help but sneeze when it gives me a brain freeze. I like the sentiment there. Something seems wrong with that, and I can't, I, I the word choice there needs to be worked on, but I, 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 like sneeze and brain freeze, but I don't know what I'm going to end up with on that line, that something doesn't seem quite right on that.
2: Yeah, I like brain freeze for sure, because, yeah. I mean, not a lot of things given given your situation.
0: Yes, (laughs) yeah, not a lot of things rhyme with freeze. It turns out so, uh, unless you're like
2: me and you do slant rhyme because you don't work, you don't try harder.
0: (laughs) I like, I like, I like, uh, I like slant rhymes, but uh, I don't know. This one, I don't know. Am I? And and usually, I'm 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 all about near rhymes. I you know, but I think I'm actually rhyming pretty pretty on the nose in this song. I think you are. A bicycle yeah. and Icicle. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> well played. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with this. And this is a song that I totally feel like I could totally whip this out in, in the wintertime. You know, this is like, it's not a Christmas song or anything, but it would totally fit with, uh, doing like a winter themed show. And, uh, I don't know. I think it would just be a fun little, it's, it's also stylistically a break from, from whatever else I'd be playing. So, so I don't know. I I, I like this. I think it has a place. I think I'll keep it. I I don't expect this to necessarily be an album track or anything like that, but it's uh. but I think this is something that has a place in a show um, that I play live and uh, I think it's a keeper. So, yeah. So there we go. So there we go. That's Icicle Tree. I think I think we both came up with with good starts to songs. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Alicia, for 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 humoring me in my my uh, my little weekly challenge here. Um, Okay, so now we're at that point of the show where uh, you get to plug anything that you want. What you got going on, Alicia?
2: Oh, a big thing I have this year is I have a new album coming out in the fall, probably September, October, right around there. Um, So, yeah, that I've worked really hard on. I crowdfunded it. uh, So it's a very big DIY project, but with a professional touch to it. So I'm pretty Mm -hmm. excited about it. Um, If you want to know more about the album, alishastockman.com is a great place to start. My email list is another great place to start. And... You can pre-order it on indiegogo right now there's a link on my website um or just wait till it comes out but i don't know why you would want to wait till it comes out (laughs) because if you get on the indiegogo train then you get like sneak peeks of like when i get tracks back i have i'm working on um, album cover art right now and so you'll get to see that before everyone else does and so try to give some perks to the people who are on the train early Um, but yeah so trying to give back some love to all the people who helped me make this possible because i have a big community of people who supported this project so trying to keep you guys in the loop when i make things
0: well and you've got a you got some uh you have another album as well which which i really love and that's what was the name of that album again
2: it's called singles because oh that's right i I when I put this one out, it was like, oh, we're in the digital age; nobody wants CDs. So I just put it out as six individual singles, one at a time. It's kind of, and they're kind of an unrelated songs, so it wasn't really like a collective body of work. Mm-hmm. And so then, when I had to package them all together, I was just like, oh, this is my singles EP. So it's just called Singles, but there's
0: but it, it, it's got some it's got some amazing songs on there, and it's actually one of my uh, and even though I know that was kind of uh, kind of looser production standards, that's one of my favorite. Uh, of of the of the singer-songwriters that I know whose albums I I have that is one of my favorite uh uh productions I I just really oh, really yeah. enjoy listening to that and that and I don't have I actually am in between cars right now but when I do drive <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoy listening to that one so I I highly recommend that that album of of, of Alicia so yeah. definitely check it out and be on the lookout for her new album so Once again, Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been a pleasure. Thank you
2: so much for having me. I love nerding out about this kind of stuff. So anytime (laughs) I get to talk about songwriting, I'm super into it.
0: Rock on, rock on. So, all right, that's a wrap. And uh, be sure to like and review the podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at David L. Coyle or on Facebook at Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza. If you have any questions for me or about any of my guests, you can email me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider contributing to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash davecoyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw
4: and riveting. I rode my bicycle down to the icicle tree. I saw it standing alone in a crystalline sea I sat at its root and I pulled down its fruit what will it cost me to chew on a frosty I rode my bicycle down to the ice